We apologize for the tardiness, but this was the news segment recorded on December 17, 2021. We appreciate you listening and listening to the show. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, Zatuna Liquor in Rochester Hills, just south of M59 on Rochester Road, North Center Brewing over in Northville, Michigan, and PCI Brandcraft. That's at PCI Brandcraft on Instagram and Facebook. Go check them out for all of your swag needs. Whatever you can put a logo on, that's what they do. Find us on all of our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, Better on Draft. You, of course, can find us live, facebook.com forward slash better on draft, twitch.tv forward slash bod podcast, or just head on over to betterondraft.tv to find us live 7 p.m. Eastern Friday nights. We have a huge couple months ahead of us, but we hope you enjoyed your holidays and we will see you back in January. One more time before the end of the year. My name is Ken. Thank you so much for joining the news segment of the Better on Draft podcast. It's February 17th. Uh, let's go around real quick to find out what it's, everyone's it's drinking. What, what's the date? What's uh, the date? December 17th. I know. I oh, think right. It's like there February. you go. Yeah. yeah. I'd say I'm drunk, but obviously <laughs> I I haven't had a drink since September. Um, but I mean, that, that'll get to change for the uh, uh, the holidays. Have some drinks during the holidays, and then maybe I'll do dry January and just like, you know... <laughs> Go hard and then soft again. Uh, <laughs> Get drunk and belligerent on Christmas Eve with your family, and then go back to not drinking for a month. Yeah, yeah, that sounds, sounds like, like a, a great good idea. time. Sounds like a fun time. Oh, I, yeah. I feel like that's just the decision that'll happen on January first. Like I'm never drinking again. Hey, it's dry January. Uh, <laughs> Nick, what do you have to drink? Moscow Miel from formerly known as Sullivan's. And uh, Dan, what about you? I have a Yingling Black and Tan. Uh, well, we appreciate you guys listening, whether it's on the podcast or live. You can listen to us live 7 p.m. Eastern is when we start Fridays. We will be off the next two weeks. We will be back on the 7th. Uh, as much as we were joking about dry January, we're going to have two NA uh, beer companies on for our very first episode back on January 7th, um, followed up with a decent amount of uh interesting breweries and rtds and it's, it's going to be a fun january and february we are booked solid so stay tuned for uh, as we begin to announce those guests uh, as always with segment two here is robert with the beer news No, nobody's chugging today. We'll make sure Rob chugs double when we come back. He'll chug too. Yeah, Dan. Before we before we start, usually when you know uh, when we were in studio, I would always have stories of these breweries that I went to because I was always out and about. Um, but you're the one that's been jet setting this year. Uh, you just came <laughs> back. You just came back from Seattle. Uh, talk yeah. to us. Where'd you go? What'd you like? Wouldn't uh, well, don't tell us what you didn't like, but tell us what you liked. Well, I'll tell you what I didn't like about Seattle. I don't know what the hell happens in Michigan, but for some reason the sun was down and it was pitch dark, like pitch blackout about 4.15 p.m. Like how the hell do people even live like that these days? I'll tell you, that was like, oh my God. And top of that, it was like 30 degrees. So it was cold as hell, but I only made it to one brewery. Um, you had actually uh, told me to go there because of what they do. And it was now the name slipping. Is it Machine House? Machine House. Yep. I want you amazing brewery all cask um and beer engine type of beers and the great thing that i actually liked about them is that it was all like english style ales too so you had Ooh. your stout you had your esbs you had 
bitters. You had everything like that. They had an English dark mild on tap. It wasn't like, oh, here's our lager, our IPA. Now they had a couple of things. They hadn't, they had a barley wine on tap. It wasn't on cast that they did with someone that they, um, one of them was aged in port barrels. One was in bourbon barrels. So that was kind of amazing, but it was really nice to see a brewery that went all cask and actually stuck true to style for those type of beers probably one of the best breweries i've ever been to that so fun fact was actually a suggestion from matt bush who gave it to me uh (laughs) when i went because i am shocked there was an alt beer um when i went i don't recall if there was an alt beer or not um but obviously like esbs and um english milds and those very very good styles that we don't necessarily see all over the place um i was excited to try it uh, I, it's sad that you didn't get a chance to really do much else beer wise in Seattle because Seattle's got a great beer scene. Um, one that for the amount of times that I've been to the state, uh, still had not had a chance to really, um, you know, I put a dent in it, but that's about it. Uh, the amount of beer that they have there is ridiculous. I always tell people, um, suggest the Kenmore area, which is like North of, North of the, um, uh, the lake that is, uh, east of Seattle. Uh, so if you just, you know, follow the, uh, the freeways north, then you'll be able to get to Kenmore and there's plenty of great beer up there. Um, but the Ballard Fremont area, you can walk around. So that is, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sad you didn't get a chance to really try a lot of that. Yeah. We were out there for doing some things. I got to try a meadery too. I can't remember the name of it. I don't even want to say their name because the mead that we had wasn't that great, but I'll tell you traffic out there sucks. You know, people complain about traffic here and traffic in L.A., but good God, I don't know what's going out out there at like 11 a.m. on a Saturday, but it's tough to get around with all the cars out there. Oh, yeah. Tra- traffic is not a, uh, a fun thing to do over in Seattle. I was lucky enough to where the times that I was working and I was always either going against traffic or at the beginning when they opened up the express lanes, um, like the bridge that goes from north of Seattle, like the... Um, I'm trying to think of the the areas, but uh, there there was a where I would stay north of Seattle, like getting into the city. There was like an entire express lane on the bridge, which is basically an entire level of lanes. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so it's it still can get pretty crazy, but I, I got very lucky while I was out there. Um, but with the segment, we have. Uh, the news segment, the news is uh, brought to you by all of our sponsors, the Tuna Liquor in Rochester Hills, just south of M59 on Rochester Road. Uh, North Center Brewing over in Northville, Michigan, uh, who was just on the show last week. Go listen to that, the Michigan Series number 19. And, of course, PCI Brandcraft. That's at PCI Brandcraft on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, anything you throw a logo on, like this better on draft glass, that's what they do. That's what they specialize. Uh, starting with Dan. Dan. What do you want to talk about today? So I actually posted this a couple of weeks ago. This was right after Black Friday. So it's an article talking about smaller beer shops and you know bottle shops starting to cut back or cutting ties with Goose Island. So what seems to be going on are these smaller uh, shops seem to be or feel like they're getting cut out of the Bourbon County sales. You know, it, apparently more bottles are going to places like Jewel Osco. Uh, Walgreens, places like that, and Binnie's, of course, of all of all places, 
um, while the other people are an afterthought. And apparently Goose Island is still tying sales of their other beers, such as their IPA and their uh, wheat beer, um, to how much Bourbon County you get um, when the time comes for Black Friday. Um, now, I'm kind of curious with you guys. Do you agree with this? Because I personally think it's a great move. If you're just going to get crapped on by Goose Island and be like, oh, hey, you don't get any of this, even the standard, like the regular uh, BCBS, because you're not selling a, enough of our IPA during the year. Um, and this article also states that IPA uh, is down. Um, where did it go? My apologies. Uh, the IPA sales is down 16% over the last year. And their urban wheat is down 25% in sales for the last year. Um, do you guys think it's a smart move by these smaller companies or these smaller businesses to just say, sorry, take it elsewhere. We don't need it. If you're not going to give us the beer to sell, we don't really want it anyways because no one's buying your other beer. Here's the thing that I don't get is that how are – obviously, they've been doing this for years, and we've noticed it. If you've ever been and seen like Goose Island on the shelves, and they're like, oh, you need to buy a case of 312 to be able to buy a bottle of Goose Island's Bourbon County. Um one, can't do that in Michigan legally. Uh, but two, uh, how are places like random stores in these states like California and Arizona that get all of these bottles of Goose Island that don't like Bourbon County that don't sell like they're shelf turds and yet they're getting them even though I guess because they're obviously selling 312 and the IPA. Uh, I I don't know. I I mean, I understand the theory of Goose Island as much as I understand the theory of the users of uh, what do you call it? Um, the the sellers of Bourbon County, like the small small bars and restaurants and stuff. Like, oh, if we you know if we can't get it, we might as well just not bother selling Goose Island anymore. There's plenty of beer to sell, anyways. Well, you know, it kills me too. Like this year, the local beer store I normally go to only had like two what comes in how big are the cases i think they're 12 or 16 of the standard uh, and they had I, I think they're 12 they're probably 12 they so they had 24 bottles of the regular uh stout and then they had one case of the cola stout it's so it feels like they've cut back too and two years ago under a previous owner he had so much bourbon county um, of all the variants that came to Arizona, it was like unreal. You would have been like, what the hell is this? Like, where did this all come from? So I wonder if this is something smaller places are starting to do more of because, for example, I went to get what I got from um, from Total Wine and I ordered it online and just went and picked it up versus these places that have a couple of bottles, probably because they're not selling enough urban wheat, like urban wheat or their IPAs, which... Do you guys drink either of those beers anytime during the year? I remember how much we loved the three one two. The three one two. It that used to be shit. good. That it three nicks. Remember when three nicks would randle the three one two with vanilla? Mm. Yeah. Um. Or not vanilla coffee. They uh they did like a coffee three one two that we would pick up um and like growlers and hollers and bring to the show. Uh, I can't even tell you the last time I drank Goose. The last time I drank Goose Island was probably last year's Goose Island show. Yeah. <laughs> I drank like Goose Island. Yeah. This year and last year when it's come out. I, or no, I take that back. I did have some of their beer in Hawaii um, because it was one of the few things they had on tap there. But I mean, it's not something people really buy anymore. And so, I mean, do you think they're screwing these littler businesses over by not giving them Bourbon County? If they're or is not, it just something? If they're not 
adjusting for sales based on the fact of uh, a liquor store versus you know B- Benny's is versus a whole different Benny's. well Benny's is a whole different story versus a lot of you know because that's obviously they have a huge partnership with Goose Island so uh, understandably they're going to probably have uh, an unfair advantage but a place like Meyer or Jewel Osco over in um, Chicagoland, uh, like those types of places, they're going to obviously have just an unfair advantage because people are going to be able to buy beer at the store at the cheapest price versus a liquor store, and they're going to buy it to save themselves a trip from going to the liquor store. So yeah, yeah, they're they're always going to have an unfair advantage just because they're going to be able to push out a lot more. Um, so if if Goose Island was able to like, you know rank you know you have, they have to sell a little bit more just to get it because to be honest though for that beer itself who the fuck is going to jewel osco to buy a who's, damn bourbon county like who's I, going to walgreens to buy a bourbon county that was the other big one they listed like let me hit up let me get my prescription of adderall and pick up five bourbon counties to go along with it <laughs> god damn it you're like, <laughs> <laughs> out of all the things Adderall. <laughs> like, all right. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Tito said he found uh, Bourbon County at Costco. Yeah, Bourbon, like, those types of beers have always been found at Costco. I think a lot of people, especially the smart truck chasers, know to just go to Costco because you don't need a membership. Just go to the to big buy, place. Uh, you don't need a membership to buy liquor there. Um, and I mean, to be honest, Costco's liquor selection is always solid. Like the the Costco vodka, the Costco whiskey, like that stuff is always good. Um, and at, at least price wise, you're not going to see their stuff more expensive than a liquor store because every liquor store stuck selling state minimum. Um, well, Costco too uses big distri- or distributors, producers to make theirs. Like I believe um, Grey Goose makes their vodka. I think, so, for example, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they're able to sell their Kirkland brand and, you know, make everyone who's drinking happy because they can sell a fucking 8,000 milliliter. <laughs> they got the old fil- Filthy 50 that you can buy. The Filthy, filthy 50. 50. Oh, yeah, the, the Kirkland 48 pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about the Kirkland 48 pack. It's not different than the uh, the PBR 99 pack. Is that? Oh a thing? yeah, that, yeah was, it is a thing. that was the the, the long box. Oh, I remember that. We yeah, talked about that before. Thing. It was. I saw it out there. Too. Should all, uh, how do you get that home though? Like, what kind of vehicle do you all, have to? Oh yeah, that's probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they sold, it in, they sold it in Texas, so everyone's probably driving a truck down there. <laughs> yep. Just assuming. Um, but I the articles that I was looking at, like I I looked at the craft beer experts. Um, on a, a website called Uproxx, and they were talking about the top 10 oatmeal stouts that they drink forever. Um, <laughs> I can't even tell you the last time I had an oatmeal stout. Uh, but on this list, there's a lot of beers that you know, you'd know you recognize um, from Breakfast Stout from Founders, uh, our friends who we did an episode years ago, uh, Hoppin' Frog, the Boris, um, which is a really, really solid beer. Anderson it's a Valley. Good one. Um, oatmeal stout, uh, Samuel Smith's. That's probably one of the the more oh. standard oatmeal stouts that I've ever had. Uh, Firestone Walker's got one. Um, is there an oatmeal stout that you guys like, or any type of? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess a oatmeal stout that's topping your list. Is it one of those? 
Well, like you, I can't think of the last time I had an oatmeal stout. Yeah, I'm me trying either. to think of one like that I would there's nothing I regularly would drink if there is. I'm kind of in the same boat. Like like you're trying to figure out of an oatmeal stout that you've had. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. I gotta look up the list. Now I've had the Samuel Smith. Um, I think everyone has. It's an okay beer. Oh, the, so breakfast stout from Founders is a yep. So that's a good one. Like that would be one that I would drink. That's probably the only regular one. So probably is KBS an oatmeal stout too. So yeah, if it is, those are about the only two I can think of. And I can't tell you the last time I had either one. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, I think I've like the sweet stouts. I remember during the beginning times of better on draft, I know we drank a lot of sweet stouts and a lot of, um, like those heavier beers, but as of late, I mean, I really can't even think of a, uh, a brewery that made the oatmeal stout, but I also can't think like when I went to a brewery, saw an oatmeal stout, I was like, Ooh, I want that. Like, it just, it just doesn't seem like the kind of thing that, um, that I'd want. Like Boris is so good though, too, over at, uh, from hop. That's Bar. a great one. That's probably the most recent one I have. Cause like, I haven't bought, breakfast stout or kbs and forever so i'll buy the boris when i see it here but i didn't even realize that was an oatmeal stout until you said it but that's a great beer they make a barrel aged one too that's really amazing we got the boris the... and taurus and doris doris i had to go back in my untap i think the last time i had an oatmeal stout i kid you not was pre-pandemic two years ago oh that... so Oh, go ahead, Nick. I'm sorry. Uh, I went, I, I, and it wasn't even one in Michigan. It was in New Hampshire. New Hampshire. That's where I got it. So <laughs> someone just reminded me that we had an oatmeal stout at Machine House Brewing. Actually, the the stout they had on tap was an oatmeal stout. We are, are you talking about your wife? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, did yeah. I have one that I don't remember? <laughs> like, you're you're making me rack my brain. Like, no, no. Uh, someone reminded me that we had one there. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick actually reminded me that we can look up oatmeal stouts. Uh, and honest to God, since we've been doing this show on Zoom, we've had one. We've had one since the show started on Zoom. Did uh, I have a breakfast stout that was, week or it something? It's called Lake Effect from a brewery called Chagrin Beer Company. Okay. okay. Uh, looking at it, that was a, that was a uh, uh, Rob beer. Now, I know I've drank a Boris on the show before. so uh, That means you didn't send a kill shot in, so that's Oh, probably. My bad. <laughs> uh, or it might be, Boris might be labeled as something other than um, oatmeal stout on, I don't even have it labeled in here. Um, Barrel-aged Boris. Uh, stout Russian Imperial, it's considered. So oh, that's why. It might, I mean, we, we might have had it, but... Uh, like I'm looking at stout oatmeal on untapped, and that was the only the the most recent one. I wish you could do like there's there's one thing that I wish you could do, and that is look at just all the stouts together, as opposed to like stout white, stout Russian, stout pastry, stout oysters, <laughs> stout milk, stout Irish, like stout double. What the fuck's a double white stout? Double white stout. stout. Something nobody drinks. That's what it is. Uh, They both (laughs) they both literally came from Eastern Market Brewing Company. (laughs) 
they're doing that over there. But yeah, I, I honest to God could not tell you the last time that we had, uh, um, an oatmeal stout. So except for obviously Rob had that chagrin on there. So there we go. Like it is just crazy how searching them out now because it's been a while. Let's find out. Yeah, maybe maybe that's your your 2022 goal, Dan, is to look at old styles <laughs> that you find, find the old, all the oatmeal stouts. Because honestly, stouts and the damn things they do with the sweet, you know, the sweet and the pastry. There's too many of those. There's not enough just regular ass stouts that you can go out and try these days. So that's probably a good project to try and figure out a stout flavored stout. Yeah, let's get some stout flavored stout. stouts. It looks like oh the gosh. the last American stout, like standard American stout, we had on the show was uh, November thirtieth, twenty twenty, which was a drafting table shade and shadow. Yeah, makes it that hard to try, just try and find a normal normal ass beer. You, you know who makes a great stout? Which I don't know why we don't drink it more on this show is fucking Kalamazoo Stout. Bells. Oh yeah, that's a yeah. great beer. Um and what do you call it? makes a good stout too? Loaded dice they have uh, pay the man that uh, pay that man his money which is uh, a really solid stout too. But uh, obviously I haven't had a chance to really get out to breweries lately because I've not been drinking. There's a couple out this way too, especially in New Mexico. Make there's a couple of breweries that make a really great just regular regular stout. I'm gonna, I almost picked some up tonight. Now I'm kind of regretting that I didn't. Well, maybe uh, maybe you bring it for the first episode in January. Nick, what's what's the article you got to talk about today? I haven't had time. I've been working 16s all week. When am I going to have time to do stuff like that? <laughs> oh, Nicholas. Let's see what Come we on, I'm working. A, I work for a damn utility company. When the hell am I going to do that? That's your fault, Nick. You, multitask. Hey. It's multitask. Multitask? I don't even... Right, so we're, we're just gonna steal Rob's final article. Yeah, let's and, just take steals, steal his, and then uh, you can. Uh, um, we'll, we'll throw you under the bus and say it was your idea. That's fine. Uh, so a man in Yuma, Arizona, is in hospice. Oh I have no idea how long ago this was, so hopefully he's still good. Uh, had told his caregiver of the dying wish that he had been to enjoy one more can of Olympia beer. Uh, seemed like an easy task, except for the fact that Olympia stopped producing beer back in January of 2021. So the Hospice of Yuma put out a word to try to find a can going through social media uh, to find it. So John Williams, the director of Hospice, said the response has been completely overwhelming. Uh, Williams has gotten calls from Idaho, Washington, Oregon, California, Montana, North and South Dakota, people all over the U.S. Uh, said the original hope was to find someone coming to Yuma who was willing to spare a can, but it instead found dozens of people willing to ship cans from across the country. Uh, he said he had one beer left, but he was willing to give it up for this gentleman because the feeling of being able to give it up for this purpose, for this gentleman knowing he was dying, was a far better reward than drinking the beer himself. Uh, so, deathbed time, what is the one beer in production or not that you would like to have before your mortal coil is loosed? This is Rob saying that. I, <laughs> that, that is not words that I normally would say. Uh, but your deathbed beer, you're, you're, you're on your deathbed, your hospice nurse is like, what can I get you to make life, you know, the final moments of your life easier? You say you want a bottle of blank. Oh, God. Good question. So this is the last one? The last beer you'll ever have. Make it a good one. A Bourbon County? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with Bourbon County. A, a $9 Bourbon County pour at a, 
<laughs> the Dirty Trick? Was that the name of the bar that we went to? Yeah, it was the Dirty Trick. Dirty Trick. Absolutely right. <laughs> The old place down in downtown Detroit that's not there anymore. Where you yeah. stroll in and just get Bourbon County on a Saturday night. <laughs> that was a great time. That was funny when that shit went down. Ken was like, here, drink this. I'm like, okay. My yeah. God. Here, here's a giant ABV beer that uh, it will knock you on your ass. Good thing we're... Uh, I think that was back... That was a limo night, I yeah, think. Yeah, that was the limo night. I remember we we destroyed some Little Caesars after that, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I do remember that. Um, but, ooh. Deathbed time, what is one beer? Because the thing is, is that do you want a beer that is going to, like, your your final taste before you, you die? Um, so it's, it's in production or not, but to be honest, like, do you want a beer that's old and rotten and tastes terrible like you your so, fi- yeah, that your final taste is going to be oh this tastes like shit and then flatline um i don't know for a beer like i i would want to think of something that um because like like for me i i'm still chasing the high that is the first time i ever had old 22 from abc um but I'll never one. They'll never make that again. Two. They tried with the new brewers. It wasn't good. Um, ABC makes great beer, but that just that remake was not not a good beer itself. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna cheat a little bit because uh, there is a a drink that I would love to have again and rob. Claddy Tenacity needs to bring it back. They need to make it, especially at their distillery. But for the love of God, I would love their distilled cider. One, one more, one more drink of that. The uh, the apple brandy they made. Um, nice. Honestly, that was probably one of the best drinks we had on the show. Uh, definitely the best non-alcohol or non-beer drink uh, on the show. I would love that one more time. Like, so Rob, if you're listening, make a bottle, put it up, and then send it to me on my deathbed. Um, <laughs> what about what about you, Nick? Like, what's I actually had I actually had to cheat a little bit and go back to my untapped because when I think of deathbed, one last time, I have to think what are my tops, and I'm gonna go way back before this podcast. It might have been around a little bit before in the pot when we first started doing the show. Molson? No, Molson. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, at Milking It Productions, Snow. Oh, oh. You like that beer? I, yes. No, Dick, yes. stop. No. Yes. Oh. I loved that beer. Oh. I don't know why. <laughs> Neither do we. I, yeah, but anytime I saw it, I had to have it. Oh my god! Oh. That's the beer of theirs that you pick for this. What's I mean, that? That's their beer. I mean, they made like three beers, and that's the beer that you. Well, they had one what? brick. I mean, they had more than that. They had brick, snow, jet, city IPA. There was a couple other ones that they did, but every they obviously everyone knows for them being uh, uh, for. Uh, Knows him for brick. So. Oh, but, but well, but here's a question. All right, so here's a question: What what's wrong? In, in your opinion, what is wrong with that beer? 
It's one of the nastiest tasting beers I've I ever had. It's one of the, one of the but, but, fewest but beers I've ever drained poured. Nick, do you think it's going to taste good in 20, whatever, 2080 when you're dying? Because they ain't making point, it again. What's that? So they ain't making it again. No, they're not going to make it again. But the question was if it's in production or not. That's, that's Yeah, I don't think we're going based on, oh, well, this beer is like 75 years old now. I wasn't thinking that way either. I wasn't fact, thinking, we, yeah. We drank this, or no, we drank Brick on uh, episode 28 of the Better on Draft Pod. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I say, found it. At, I thought at, that was Dan that found a far pack randomly. Somewhere. Yeah, it was at that liquor store right by the original studio. They had like they had like 12 of them there. I was like, oh. Is that where I got the, it must be the same place where I got the ice house. Though. Probably. That was, that was our episode <laughs> with uh, Parker's Hilltop. We had, oh my god. Uh... Just such a weird ninja chicken. Oh, yeah, that's because we had the. Oh, that was falling, uh, falling down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had Corktown Rye from Atwater. That was probably a Nick beer. Uh, Devil Dancer from Founders. That might be the Devil Dancer episode. The the first time I ever tried Devil Dancer. <laughs> Good times, shit. That was back in April of 2016, almost six oh my years ago. Gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's. Time has flown, so Nick is going to drink a snow from milking it. Dan? So, I'm going a little more local than that. Oh, no, about the same. So, if I had to choose one beer and I was racking my brain for this, it would probably be, and shout out to Nick the Brewer, a bottle of Ninja Pirate. Oh, that probably What an amazing beer. Tastes good with some age on it, too. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, unless he still has some around, you're never going to find that beer ever again. Until, well, I mean, unless he finds another job and <laughs> we should find him another job so they can make more of it. I tell you what, I mean, I don't I don't think you can tame him. You need to just give him a brewery like someone. Yeah. He, he yeah. needs to find a brewery that is literally like someone who's going to open up in front of the house that needs someone to run the brewery side. It's the only way it's going to work. Because, yep. like, even with Black Lotus, like, he still didn't have full control. He still needed to make, like, the I-75 red and whatever other... <laughs> the uh, Miss Michigan. Yeah, the the Black Lotus standards, and then he yeah. was able to do everything else. So I think I think he needs a little bit more uh, free reign for him to, to do it. You know what would be cool is that they figured out a way to, like, do, like, a brewery on, like, a cruise ship. Yeah. I think that would be his jam because remember he used to work as an entertainer for a cruise ship. So having him like brew beer while on a cruise ship and do tours and show people around and like that would probably be his jam if you could figure out a way to do that. I don't know if you could. Yeah, that might be tough. Just thinking about space. Oh yeah, because I mean uh, a little 100 square foot room costs a thousand dollars for a week, so. Plus, you know, what kind of beers is he going to be able to make? He won't be able to make anything but, like, light beers and things like that. Who's going down there to drink Ninja Pirate on the cruise ship? Well, that's that's, that's true. I mean, he could, <laughs> you could still make a, a solid grouping of standard beers, like a stout, a lager, a pills, a Kolsch, a IPA, because everyone's going to want an IPA. Um, it's too bad Wendy's not on here because Wendy could probably tell us all the great beers that she has on those oh. ships because she goes on cruises all the time. Uh, I, I I went on one cruise once and that was it for me. Not really my <laughs> my, sh- my stick. Oh, I love cruises. <laughs> oh, I love them. I only went on one. I'm like, yep, I love it. 
<laughs> I was also 14, so I wasn't able to really. Oh well, that makes that makes all the difference because I went on. We, Tara and I, we went on our honeymoon and we went to Cuba. Wait, is there, there are no laws on those ships when they're out at sea. Is there? Can you yeah, do whatever you want? I, I mean, international law. Yeah, they they international still succeed. they still require you to be 18 to drink. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it'd be like going to Vegas like two weeks before your birthday, like just a dumb thing to do. <laughs> Oh, like two weeks before your 21st birthday? Yeah, two weeks before your 21st birthday. That would be, birthday. like, why would you actually do that? That'd be terrible. That'd be a mistake. Yeah, good thing nobody's <laughs> ever done that. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it. Um, the news segment, we're just going to cut it there. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. It's been a great time, great show, great year. Uh, I appreciate you all checking out the podcast. Of course, you can listen to us live 7 p.m. Eastern, betterondraft.tv or facebook.com forward slash betterondraft. Uh, thank you once again to our sponsors, Tuna Liquor, North Center Brewing, and PCI Brandcraft. We will be back on January the 7th, January the 7th. Um, we will have a guest. We will announce the guest prior to that on our show. Uh, and we will see you guys then. No matter what you think of your beer, we think it's better on draft. Have a good night. Peace.